I hope your hearts are ready for this, this statement I'm about to make. Open your Bibles to Matthew 6. <laughs> June, the first Sunday in June, we started Matthew 5. <laughs> That's June, July, August, September, October. This year. <laughs> yeah. So, probably won't go quite so long uh, through chapter 6. Some of you are young enough that you don't, if I say, think back of, on opportunities in the past that you've missed or things that you've blown in the past, you won't have a whole lot of things that come to mind. Some of you will have a whole lot of them. And I'm not, I, don't, I have a couple of examples here. They're not huge, but they're clear enough. For instance, when I was a paper boy, and it was a while ago that I was a paper boy. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I had a guy who every week, because he collected weekly, you, you, you delivered every, I delivered every morning, and then on Friday I would go around collecting. I'd stand at the door, I'd knock, they'd answer the door, I'd say, collecting for the review, and they'd pay me their however much it was for that. Anyway, this one guy gave me a, a tip every week, a buffalo head nickel, which was, well, it was, it was old then. I mean, I don't know how old it was. They weren't making buffalo head nickels anymore. And, and, and uh, I don't know how many buffalo head nickels I received over that time of that, but every week I got that for a tip. One, one day I went to this lady's house, and her bill, if you want to call it that, was $1.65. And she went and she broke it open a dime roll and paid me in 1930s dimes, right? This is after, this is, this is long ago, but it was after coins were, started to be made phony, you know? <laughs> I, I, I was there when they were real, when they were made of silver or, or whatever, but I guess it was silver, and this was nickel. Were nickels made of nickel? Mm -hmm. so, okay, uh, and, uh, and, and anyway, and she paid me, so I had 16, uh, what were those? What was on the, I don't remember what was on the, those dimes, but I had 16 of them and a nickel. It wasn't a buffalo head nickel, but, but, but uh, all these coins are now sitting in someone else's coin collection. <laughs> because in those days, you could buy a candy bar for a nickel. Right? Yeah. And, and, and guess where my nickels and dimes went? <laughs> and and, and you, when I talk about opportunities missed... It's like, oh my goodness, Steve, you are so stupid. <laughs> How could you do such a thing? $21 an ounce of silver. And I used them as nickels and dimes, right? Heaven has often been referred to as our place of eternal reward, right? Uh, but if we're not careful, we can fritter away our eternal rewards for minuscule temporary pleasure or rewards uh, that, that, that do little to reward and last such a short time. So today what we're going to do, we're going to look mostly at chapter 6, verse 1, but we're going to kind of blitz through the first 18 verses of Matthew 6. And we're going to go back and look at lots of it more in depth, but, but uh, we're going to go through that whole big part today. Uh, we're going to, to uh, consider who we practice our righteousness for and where our reward will come from. Okay, so Matthew chapter 6, verses, verse 6. Well, I'll read, I'll read the whole thing, verses 6 through 
Well, that's too much reading. I won't. I'll read verse 1. <laughs> Take care not to practice your righteousness in the sight of people to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Okay, it's just an introductory statement. He's going to drive that home through, through the next 18 verses that we go through. And the two basic parts are beware of exercising or practicing your righteousness to impress people. Now, I have practicing because that's what my version says. Your version might just says, say something like, do your righteous deeds, because that's what the word is. It's like do. Practicing as in practicing medicine, doing medicine, right? Beware of practicing your righteousness to impress people, because then you won't have your reward from your father. It's like the one you do your work for, that's who you get your pay from. That's, it's that complicated. The, the reasoning here is not rocket science. You know, the rest of us can follow this. If you do it for people, your reward is from people. If you do it for God, your reward is from God. And, and in verses 2 through 4, we see this applied to giving. So I'm just going to read that real quickly. Um, so when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues or on the streets, that they may be praised by people. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. In other words, there is no reward left. You did it for people, your reward is from people. Uh, that doesn't mean we're not supposed to love people, right? What's the second commandment? The first is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul, and with all your, your might. The second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. We are supposed to love people. We're supposed to care about people, but if we do them in a way that is to impress people, then it's people we get our reward from. <coughs> If we do it for God, our reward from, comes from God. So he says, but when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know <coughs> excuse me, what your right hand is doing, so that your charitable giving will be in secret. Your Father who sees what is done in secret, secret will reward you. And so we find the change. If you remember in 5, uh, starting at about verse, uh, whatever verse that was, 21, he starts saying, you have heard, but I say. And, and that whole section went through these sections of, you have heard, but I say. You have heard what I say. Now they, they go through, when you do this righteousness, do it for God, or don't do it for people, or you've received reward in full. When you do this righteousness, do it for, don't do it for people, or you've received reward in full. When you do this righteous, act of righteousness, do it for people. And so he's just followed, stepped into another set of teachings in another style. So verse 2, two through 4, we see it applied to, to giving. If you do your giving to be seen by people, when the people see it, you've gotten your reward. If your giving is in secret, then God will see it and he will reward you. It's that, that complicated. Okay? Verses 5 through 6 applies it to prayer, which can sound really strange to us. How can I pray to impress people? I guarantee you, when you stand up and pray in front of the congregation, you are all of a sudden very extremely conscious that people are listening to you. Right? It is so distracting to pray to God with people listening. <laughs> and it's so easy to pray to impress the people as if God was not listening. It, it's so hard. Uh, but they would go, I mean, they went out, they took it the extra mile. They went out and said, dun da da, I'm going to pray. Everybody, see me. Uh, yeah. If you pray to impress people, then your reward is that people are impressed by your prayers. If you pray in secret, God sees and rewards you for what you've done. 7 through 14, we have some other teachings on prayer, and it's kind of a, a sidetrack, and we'll spend a lot of time on that when we get there. Verses 16 to 18 applies this to fasting. If you fast so that people notice, your reward is from people. And apparently these people actually put on makeup 
to highlight the sadness and the pain and suffering they were going on. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, but if you fast for God, your reward is from God. It's just a really, really simple principle that makes a lot of sense. If you do it on a people basis, you have a people reward. If you do it on a God basis, you have a God reward. And by the way, there's no reason whatsoever to limit it to these three things. These three things have, have a couple things in common. Uh, for instance, they are all on a religious basis, right? These are all specifically religious good works that people are doing for religious things. Uh, these three all, all fall under the category of, of religious activities or umbrella. They all can be done in secret. There's no reason someone has to know you're giving. There's no reason somebody has to know you're praying. There's no reason somebody has to know you're fasting. Now, as we say that, as I say it, this applies to other things. A lot of things can't be done in secret. Not completely, at least. Uh, they, they, these were all done in, another thing these all had in common, they were all being done in a very hypocritical fashion by the religious leaders of their day. And Jesus is targeting their religious leaders as he does this. But they were all, I mean, the reason he says, don't, don't sound the trumpets when you give is because they were sounding the trumpets when they gave. The reason he says, uh, don't, uh, let's see, how does he say about, stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners. Dear Lord! But I, I, I heard a story, and I don't think this was hypocrite. I think this was just this guy's fast fashion. We used to, anybody remember Jane Annette Miller? Her dad was a Baptist pastor. And, and he was an old, she said when he went into a restaurant and prayed before over the meal, he prayed like this. Dear Jesus, thank you for this food we we're about to receive. Please bless these sinners in here that they may hear the gospel and know that you died for them. <laughs> Can either be done with a sincere heart or a look at me, I'm a Baptist preacher. <laughs> uh, I, but, but uh, you know, most of us, most of us, if we pray at the restaurants, and I do pray at restaurants, I, I, my, I'm determined not to be stifled, and if I'm pray, receiving food, I pray to God, but, but <laughs> I usually tend to be a little bit more subtle about it, you know. <laughs> but, but these are things they were making a big deal of. They were doing that, and they would fast in such a way that it was, they were conspicuously fasting. Uh, so these were all being done in Hippocratic, hypocritical, I won't say Hippocratic, that's a Hippocratical, <laughs> a hypocritical fashion. But you know, there are a lot of things we could do for God's sake uh, or for man's sake that are not so easy to hide, but just as possible to do with wrong motives. For instance, consider this helping widows and orphans, right? Helping widows and orphans. It's, it's, we're supposed to help widows and orphans. You can't do that. It's not easy. There are a lot of things you can't do without letting someone know you're helping them. Like if the widow down the street calls and says, hey, I have a plumbing problem. Can you help me? And you go help her with her plumbing problem. She knows you're doing it. Right? Whether you let the rest of the world know you do it is up to you. Whether she lets the rest of the world do it, know it is up to you. But some of us, and I, some of us, you know, this is one of those things where instead of pointing like this, I'm going to point like this. I have, I, this, I just like, there's a part of me that somehow finds a way to let someone else know. It slips out, right? When I was doing that plumbing problem for old widow, oh, I wasn't supposed to share that. <laughs> you know, uh, or, or something like that. You know, it's just so easy to, to, to do that, to, to make it conspicuous. Good works in general. Uh, let, me, let me make it really, really tough. Serving on the worship team. Uh, oh, worship team, I'm picking on you now. <laughs> right? Uh, I can't even come up with a song right now. Is it? 
I'm going to sing, sing, sing. I'm going to shout, shout, shout. Everybody look at me. See how well I sing. You know, it's... it's, it's <laughs> yeah, lost that job. <laughs> it's so easy to, you know, and I'll be honest with you. It takes me at least two songs to get spiritual. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like I'm going through, I'm going through getting the mechanics in order before I can finally get my spirit straight. It's just, it's just the way I am. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's hard. It's easy to do it, and it's easy to be distracted and look out and, and start thinking about, oh, how do I sound? Do I sound good? Or do they like how I sound? Am I impressing anybody? You know, those kind of things are so preaching. Right? Move from the worship team. Let's come up you know, a few steps to the center. It is, so, it is so hard to not want to impress people when you preach. Because, and, and, and you know, it's, I don't know how much I achieved the goals I have. I mean, I, before, for those of you who don't know, before I ever thought about being a preacher, I was in radio. And, and uh, I learned in radio that you're supposed to be interesting. Even if you're doing news, you're supposed to be interesting. And I'm glad I learned that, and I apply it in my preaching, and I hope to make it not just informative, but also interesting. The problem is, is that you can work too hard on being interesting. <laughs> you can try to work too hard on how are people receiving what I, I'm looking around eyes now. I'm looking for, for people going, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is I want you to be interested. I want you to like hearing the message. But guess what kind of a distraction that is? Because my job is not for you to like what I say. My job is to present God's word. <laughs> right? And, and it can get in the way. And even if it doesn't get in the way of the presentation, it can get in the way of the motivation. Right? And it's hard. It is, there are things, and I'm using my examples, and it, you, I'm sure you can think of your own examples. It is hard. It is hard to be sincere in your motives. There are so many other things we can do. But the same principle applies. If you do it to impress people, your reward goes no farther than the ceiling. Right? It hits that. It bounces off. You know, you can't hear this. I assume you can't hear this on the roof. I could be wrong. I don't know how it sound travels through the roof. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it, it won't penetrate the ceiling. If you do it for Jesus' sake, it's flying right through there. No problem. It just goes right through. And your reward is for him. And so let's look at, take it back from that whole section and let's focus in on verse 1 a little more. Take care not to practice your righteousness in the sight of people to be noticed by them. Otherwise you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. I want to say this is conspicuous righteousness. Right? You, it is done in such a way so that it will be noticed. So that people will know how good and righteous you are. It is intentionally obvious. Right? Uh, it is, is the way this is done. And, and so my, my Bible says, take care. And I looked up a few others. ESV says, uh, beware. Uh, King James Version says, take heed. NIV says, be careful. The Jesus Bible, right? The, 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 the official one says, uh, watch out, exclamation mark. No good you make sure in front of people when you do that religious kind of stuff. Because you guys only like them see the religious kind of stuff that you guys do. If you guys make like that, you fought it in the sky, no going to give you guys nothing. <laughs> He's not even here today. 
Uh, yeah, it's too much fun. Uh, <laughs> the Greek word prosekete makes me think of prosecutor. Prosekete is defined this way to apply one's mind to something, to attend to, to give heed, to take heed, beware. And, and so when I read that, put your mind to it, to take heed to it, I have an idea that this is not a you know, chicken little running out saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, kind of a warning. Like, beware, beware. Instead, it's a, be thoughtful. Think this through. Be aware of what's going on. Take care that you get it right. Uh, I think it's that kind of a warning. You should think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Jesus is giving us some grown-up advice here. He, he, he's speaking to us that way. And he's about to give them a very reasonable argument, and he wants us to listen to what he's about to say. He's not shouting threats to enemies. He's giving advice to friends. Friend, beware. Right? He's not saying, look out because you're messing with the wrong guy. Right? That's, that's, a, that's a beware, but it's a, that's not what he's doing. He's saying, be careful. You know, he's talking to friends. Be careful that your righteousness is correct that you've got it motivated uh, in the right way. Uh, don't make people know, don't make sure people know about the good things you, you do. Right? That's Steve's redneck version. Uh, but uh, don't make sure people know about the good things you do. And, and like I say, it can be difficult. In their day, it wasn't unusual to make a big deal out of it. And so we saw that verse 2, don't sound a trumpet. Verse, verse 5, don't stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners. Uh, verse 16, don't make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so that they will be noticed by people when they're fasting. Uh, don't do those kind of things. And, and, and conspicuous is the word, but we don't do those kind of things today. We're much more subtle. We're not better, we're just more subtle. We're, we're sneakier because our, our society is less out in your face in that way about those kinds of things for the most part. So, so like I said, we don't proclaim it. We let it slip. Someone's going to find out. We just do it in the most innocent way. I, wanna let, I, mean, I need to let them know how good I am. How can I do this and still sound good? <laughs> and and, and uh, maybe you guys are better than me. Uh, but we need to be aware of our motivations. You know what I think of with this is the old Awana uniforms. Um, if you, if you haven't seen the old Awana uniforms, come here and see Ben Miller's uniform. <laughs> the old made me feel like I was a Nazi uniform, right? <laughs> Gray uniform, red lapels, and, and things like that. And we used to wear badges on them. And, and you got badges for completing books, for doing different things. You kind of like Boy Scouts with their badges and all that stuff. And, and we got badges that we wore, and, and they, they, they had an intent, right? Uh, the intent was to motivate others, as opposed to proclaiming, look at what I've done. Uh, but the problem is, uh, it's really hard to be good. In your, and I thought I was good in my motives. I thought I, was, was, I thought I had my motives under control, and I was wearing my badges with my awards to, to motivate other people. And I had a pretty good rack of pins, so I, I felt pretty good about it. But then those able kids <laughs> started collecting their badges and awards. And theirs kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> 
And the more they got bigger, the more I noticed mine, and I started realizing I was having a competitive urge to display more badges than they were. Now, can you be competitively righteous and have pure motives? That's, that's my question for you. I thought, I thought I was doing really well, and they revealed to me, I'm so glad we have the polo shirts now. <laughs> you know, you can put some, some things on there if you want, and you don't have to, and, it's, and it's, it just takes all that pressure off. Uh, I, I am so happy that I'm not competitively wearing badges anymore. <laughs> But it, but it revealed my motives, that I thought I was pretty well motivated. And I found out, maybe not so good as I thought. Uh, take heed. Think it through. Beware of practicing your righteousness to be noticed by men. And then he talks about the rewards. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. And he doesn't actually mention what those rewards are. He doesn't say, say what we're going to get in heaven. He just says we're not going to get them here. And we can get some hints, right? I'm just going to real quickly flip through some. Matthew chapter 6, verse 20. So we're staying in this, not only in the same book, in the same chapter. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. So the first thing we know about our treasure in heaven is that it is valuable and will not Tarnish, rust, decay, get lost, be stolen. None of those things will happen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 is, is maybe the most awesome past verse when you wanna, if you want to think about rewards. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the human heart all that God has prepared for those who love him. It is beyond our ability to conceive. It, our eyes haven't seen it. Our ears haven't heard it. Our heart hasn't even, or, or heart, our inner self, our imagination has not conceived of what it is. It's beyond that. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15. This one is fun, right? That's the most awesome. 1 Corinthians 15 is, is where I go for fun. 15 verses 42 through 44. And you should should be able to. If if you haven't yet gotten there, get to the place and and start right now where when you hear 1 Corinthians 15, you go, oh yes, new bodies, right? New bodies. Because that's so, as soon as I hear 1 Corinthians 15, I go, oh, I start getting excited because it's just fun. 42 through 44 I have written down. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body, right? And and I get excited about this body. It's like, but you know, the interesting thing here is he's not saying, and it's a better body for those who are better people and a worse body for those who are worse people. He doesn't go there, uh, but, uh, you know, if, if just so happens... I can get to fly in heaven and you can't. I'm going to rub it in. <laughs> but if you do it, I'm going to call you snotty. So <laughs> Philippians 1, 21 to 23. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which to choose. I am hard-pressed from both directions, having a desire to depart and be with Christ. For that is very much better. I want to say better by far. That's the way I learned that one. Better by far. It's like, 
yeah, living on in this body is okay. It's enough to make you wonder, why do I even try to stay here? Why, why do I think I want to live here more? Uh, we should be bugging God. You know, we should be, we should be in the back seat going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> you know, that's, do they ever do that in the airplanes? <laughs> we don't really know what those rewards are, but we know that they are really good. But here's the funny thing about it. It, because I, I need, think we need to get a handle on thinking about rewards. Because when you think about heaven, I mean, we might think about mansions. We might think about new bodies. We might think about flying. I know Paul Scott does. <laughs> he wants to fly in heaven. Think about this for a second. Do any of those things touch your soul as much as the thought of hearing God say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh, yeah. It's like the thought of whether I can fly or not kind of flops. And whether I have a really nice mansion kind of fades into the background. What my body, hearing God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, trumps everything. Now, let's think about rewards for a minute. Let's think about the rewards that we're looking forward to. You know, there are, there are tangibles and intangibles. And we talk about mansions and flying and new bodies. Those are tangibles. We think about God saying, well done. That's intangible. You can't see it. You can't feel it. You can't weigh it on a scale, right? Uh, yet it is worth more than all those things. And chances are, I mean, those are the rewards. And let's forget the rewards for a minute. Let's just, just think about this. How much do you actually walk around doing your Christianity thinking about rewards? Right? Because I don't think most of us do. Well, I'm going to drop some money in the plate for Dave and Ashley because I want a reward in heaven. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know about you. Most of us, Dave and Ashley are kind of smiling at that thought. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> We don't, we don't think that. You know, honestly, you know what I think? Is I think, well, if I drop that money in, will God take care of me? Because I might need that money. And yeah, I can trust God to take care of me. I'm thinking about him taking care of me here. My thought doesn't go there. We don't, our minds don't go there so much, I think. As much as I want to do what pleases God. Right? Uh, so that God will be pleased with you. And, and, and that's what the well done, good and faithful servant is about. So that God is pleased. He looks at you and he smiles and he's happy. You have pleased me. Right? And it's like, what an awesome goal to please God. Uh, and, and he's saying, do your good things to please God. Forget about those other rewards because that's, that's distraction. To please God. I think, is the accurate picture of what we want. And it, it might also define the reward for practicing your righteousness to be seen by people. I'm doing this so that people will be pleased with me. But let me ask you a question. <laughs> when you know somebody is being conspicuously righteous, right? they are making sure you know that they are good, do you ever go, oh, I just admire that person so much more? <laughs> I used to think they were pretty good, but they, man, they did that good thing and they, they made sure I knew about it. So I really respect them now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a non-starter. We don't, we don't do that. So which do you choose? Right? I'm laying it before you right now. To do good things for people to see so they can think you're awesome? It might work. 
Wow, they think you're awesome. How long is that going to last? That's your reward. You just got it. You got your candy bar, right? You just got your nickels worth or your dimes worth out of that deed, out of that thing you did. Uh, you know, you get to choose the league you're playing in. There's these two leagues. There's this world league and heaven league. <laughs> and, and choose which one you're playing in and where you're going to go to get your prize. And, and you do this, the funny thing is you do the same things, right? You give, you pray, you fast. We'll talk about fasting. Because you go, eh, you keep using that fast word. <laughs> I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> No, it means exactly what I think it means. So do those things, and all those other things, you know, the other things I talked about that, that don't fall, you know, weren't mentioned here. Some people will see, and some of these things people won't see. It doesn't matter. You can't necessarily hide the good deeds you do sometimes, right? Even when you're not doing them for the sake of people, but it's your motivation behind doing them, right? Uh, that's what you're about. You're about doing them because it's the right thing to do, not because you're wanting to impress people. Do them seeking to please God, and your reward will be great in heaven. How great? I don't know. And how much greater is it when we all get these new bodies that can do all these things, and, and all, you know, every tear is washed away, and, and all these things? What difference does one person's greater reward make than the other person's less reward? I don't know. My brain cannot handle it. Because how could it when the reward is beyond what I can even imagine? I, I don't know. But I know, you know what I know? I know I want to please my Father in heaven. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this morning and, and your word. Lord, I just ask that you bless us and help us to be true and pure in our motives. And Lord, when we find ourselves doing something for the wrong motive, help us to, to fix that. To still do the good deed, but Father, to, to do it for you, to seek to please you. Father, we want your approval. I pray in Jesus' name.